Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Bob Stoffer, Nice District at Rogers Place again today. A uh, very difficult uh, day in the city of Edmonton uh, with uh, two uh, EPS members killed in the line of uh, duty. We've had ongoing coverage throughout the course of the day uh, with Randy Kilburn on the half hours here on 630 Chet. If you're looking for literally up-to-the-minute updates, you can follow Global News Radio 880 Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you. Uh, we will tell you Royal Pizza, Pizza Pasta, and so much more. They're still making it great. You can get their new Canadian Club Pizza with ham, chicken, bacon, ranch, and fresh tomatoes. Visit royalpizza.ca. 15 locations in Edmonton. Everything's real at Royal. Uh, Royal Pizza, proud supporters of the Edmonton community, which is grieving today. We bring aboard live uh, in our uh, broadcast uh, location here in the 8th floor at Rogers Place. NHL insider John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. We have a mutual acquaintance, John, uh, by the name of uh, Bryn Griffiths, and I remember... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's over 20 years ago now when we first started putting the concept together for an afternoon drive show on the other station. And uh, we had a uh, conversation about having the privilege, and it is a privilege, to work in the toy department of life, wow. doing doing a job that, uh, uh, you know what, sometimes uh, people get a little bit fired up and have uh, strong opinions on it. But at the end of the day, we're, we're talking and watching a game that everybody loves and how damn lucky we really are and it stays like that the, the days like today that put everything else in perspective well it's a it's such a, sh- a shockingly sad day uh and it's difficult to sit and even discuss it when you listen to press conferences of coaches right. and talk or go into the dressing room and talk to the players about the the trials and tribulations of an anemic power play or the penalty kills not working or they don't get enough ice time um, it 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 does put life in perspective, and you, uh, you you just have to hold your heart out for those that are involved and are are connected to this horrendous event. Yes, the Edmonton Oilers putting out a tweet today. We're deeply saddened to hear that uh, two Edmonton police officers have lost their lives in the line of duty. Our condolences go out to the families and loved ones of Constable Brett Ryan and Constable Travis Jordan, as well as the entire EPS family who have always been our valued partners. And uh, we there will be a... Uh, you know, I guess uh, you moment know moment of silence. Moment of silence at tonight's hockey game as well, yeah. and uh, and the reality is, for some people, the hockey is an escape on a day like today, and that's uh, and we're we're gonna and we're certainly gonna honor and recognize the EPS. But this is an important hockey game between these two teams tonight as well, John. It is. Uh, it could very well be a first round matchup, Bob. Can you imagine an Edmonton Dallas? Never seen that before. Series? I know something new, <laughs> <laughs> something new and something different. Uh, but uh, but two teams with much different personalities than those teams that we saw in the 1990s that played head to head in so many different ways. But uh, you know this is a good Dallas Stars team, and they made some additions just like the Oilers did at the deadline to improve their depth, and improve their speed. Uh, and uh, they have, in my mind, arguably the best young goaltender in hockey. And Jake Ottinger. And Jake Ottinger. I talked to uh, Pete DeBoer about him this morning, and uh, what he marveled at was, uh, A, 
and we, we never get a sense of it on television. If you come to the building, you might, is how big he is. Yeah. Uh, and then his, he, his athletic movements. But he talked about, at his age, what a great leader he already was. And I, 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 I found that rather interesting for a, uh, for a, a goaltender of his age to be, uh, to be a leader in that room when you think of the Jamie Benz of the world who have been leaders for this team for more than a decade. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it's uh, it's interesting. I mean, he comes in with a 920 save percentage. And, uh, you know, you look at the Edmonton Oilers and where they're at right now, and you look at Dallas, John, and uh, Dallas is seventh in goals for, six, in the, uh, six goals against. They're seventh on the power play, six on the penalty kill. Conversely, the Oilers, first in the league in goals for, first in the league in the power play, but 22nd and 25th on the goals against and penalty kill. And I think that, you, you know, Dallas clearly compl- has shown – an ability to defend, yes. and I think when you look at the numbers for Edmonton, 22nd in the league and 25th on PK, I think there's a lot of fans. I think Edmonton's playing better five on five, but it hasn't necessarily translated in stats like goals saved above expectation. Obviously, Jack Campbell at 882. That's not where you want that. Stuart Skinner's at 911, which is right in the window of giving you uh, the sort of consistency you need to win most nights. But I, I do think as we head into the playoff stretch here, this is a different, like you look at Mike Smith the last two years, 923 and 915. We knew it was going to be Mike Smith's goal. Yep. I think right now, can we say it's going to be Stuart Skinner's goal or is that still to be debated? Well, I think on the 16th of March, I think it's Stuart Skinner's goal. I, I, I really do. I think when you look at the way he's played, the amount of confidence the coaching staff have showed in him, the fact that uh, you know, the, the road trip Skinner played as much as he did. Came back and played an odd against Ottawa Tuesday night. Will go again tonight. I think that shows you where the the mindset is with this hockey club and Stuart Skinner. By the way, Skinner's a big man too. Skinner's six four. Ottinger's six five. And we're gonna see. This is this is big boy hockey in so many different ways. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and and all right, let's get to the physicality matchup because I think the first time the two teams played here this year, um, the the Stars kind of leaned on Edmonton a bit. We had that incident with Zach Hyman who were not sure whether or not Zach's going to be able to go. Uh, He did skate the last couple days, but he's been – he plays a heavy game himself. But some would say maybe Jamie Benn took advantage of a situation. Jamie's a big, tough player that can back it up. But the Oilers have a different team. Is that going to be a bit of a factor, do you think, I I think the Oilers have a much different team. Kane was there. Kane played in that game, but Kane is back. I think – and you've talked to him, Bob. I think he's probably closer than ever to being 100%, but he's still not in 100% game mode. Uh, But when you have Matias Ekholm on your team, when you have DeHarnay on your team – uh, you have you, Bukestad. You have changed the size of this club a great deal since the last time Dallas was in this building. That was that was a fascinating game. I think Jay t- told us this morning, if I remember, Bob, he called it the, probably the worst effort of the team all season long that home game. Um, but the, this team now has a different personality. It is much more aggressive. It is deeper. It is bigger. Uh, and not afraid to mix things up. At that point, if you remember that night, Bob, Zach Hyman was the only guy showing any physical uh, display of, of, yeah. of talent. And it put him in a really tough spot. It was a body check in the far corner where he hit uh, one of the Dallas Stars defensemen. 
Actually, it might have been Jason Robertson. And then, you know, a few seconds later, Jamie Benn's got his arm wrapped around him, and he's knocking the stick out of his hand. And just by osmosis, the Dallas Stars took over the game physically. And that that won't happen this time. That will not happen this time. This is The Oilers understand it. They understand that they're almost in playoff mode now, and that's what has to – in order to beat a team like Dallas, you have to push well, back. One thing about Jamie Benn, he can, I mean, he can go with literally anybody, and he has proven that during the course of his career. And, uh, and he's had a great he's had a great resurgent season this after year, Bob. two or three, both him and Sagan, the yeah. last three – now, they hey, they did have an extended playoff run here in the bubble uh, back in 2020, but they have not been the same performance. I mean, it's hard to believe Jamie Benn – Won the NHL scoring race, the Art Ross one year of 89 points. Yeah. You know, different game now, but he is back. He's got 29 goals. I just, I remember, I think we mentioned this, the Taylor Hall play where Taylor kind of submarine Jamie Ben with a hip check and knocked him, you know what, over tea kettle. Yeah. And then Ben went after Taylor, and Taylor won. I mean, Taylor's not taking that fight. Like, no. <laughs> unfortunately, no. Darnell Nurse. But even, you mentioned those bigger bodies. That even allows a guy like Darnell Nurse. Because Ekholm is here and he can take on some minutes, if Nurse has to settle a score and take himself off the ice for seven minutes, you know, a, a two and a five, maybe he has to, and it's it's an easier choice now than actually you 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 bring it you bring up the two and the five and pushing back. You wonder after the managers' meetings and Stephen Walkham discussing things about uh, how to how to manage games after good body checks. We had a. A, a, a few times where players were then, you know, jumping the guy that that uh, had hit the player. I wonder if things are going to change a little bit. I wonder if there's an email today or, uh, coming out of the manager's meeting about well, well, how to manage that situation. What did you, like, we, we got some pushback on the Jordan Bennington situation because they said, look, it's happened too much with him. That's part of the issue. And I had some people say, wait a sec, here he got, you know, he, he took a sort of a skate or a needle, a saddle ahead, and there was a requisite response. And why did the officials get in between the two goalies? And, and I just say the problem with Bennington is it happens too much with him. He's, now it does. Now, right? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and... and I mean, the frustration that Jordan has had since winning the Stanley Cup, albeit he got the new contract, he just, he, he has not played at that level. He's not been elevated. He, You know, the Blues, um, you, you know, he has not been able to, to reciprocate for the Blues what the, the Blues have done for him, and that's that's an issue. He, you, you, I mean, hey, look how long it took him to get to the NHL. He was almost he was going to quit after that season. Well, and, and, get recalled. And, well, and 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 what happened was they said you you know we're going to send you to our East Coast League team, and they, he said no, I refuse to go, and they placed him in Providence with the Bruins team. You know, Doug Armstrong called in a favor and got him to yeah. Providence, and he turned his season around, and it and then next thing you know he's playing what? in the NHL. First game is in Philadelphia, and then <laughs> wins the Stanley Cup. Gets himself a massive deal. And gets himself a pretty good deal, yeah. All right. Talking about finances, uh, Diamond filed for bankruptcy protection. I think they got 12 different NHL teams. Yeah. The Athletic reported this week that the uh, Utah Jazz are looking at a combined model with linear TV with direct-to-consumer service. Uh, their their CCO said uh, the team doesn't want to alienate any of their viewers, which is uh, it could have if it went all linear or all DTC, which is direct to community. Okay, so, so the difference. So explain just, the story. Listen. So so, so uh, linear TV is global. Global is linear TV. It's on your cable system. Yeah. It's it's you can get it on your if you have an antenna. Remember antennas, Bob? Yeah, rabbit ears, right? Rabbit ears. Yes. You, you mean you, that's linear TV. 
That's not cable TV. That's linear TV. The direct-to-consumer is Netflix. Okay. So technology would now allow a hockey team, a basketball team, a baseball team to create a platform itself to put all its games on a direct-to-consumer uh, 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 you know, app. Um, this has been coming for a long time. Major League Soccer has just signed a deal for $250 million a year with Major League Soccer, with Apple TV. Uh, and we are going to see more and more of this as this world progresses. What happened was that uh, all these regional cable networks in the United States, they were, they were not quick enough to react to the, the change in the landscape of people paying for subscription-based based, uh, models like uh, Fox Sports Network in, in Ohio or California or Texas. So this is just a, a changing landscape all the way around. Well, I, I have DAZN. Uh, yeah, which and, 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 and remember the issues DAZN had the first year and a half it was on in, in our country, right? Yes. And But those have all been fixed. And what's happening now is we're going to see lots of, lots of this stuff morph. There we go. Well, uh, I don't know if we're more, if maybe we're more, well, no, that was a great show, by the way. One of Robin Williams' finest work, most famous guy I ever met. One day I'll tell a story. It might be the last time I'm on the air, but he was a funny, funny man. He could make a guy laugh. John, thanks for coming by. Uh, I got to uh, take care of a little bit of business. When we return, we'll get to this, to Oiter, uh, this day in Oilers history, as well as the Oilers Now Prospect Report. Bob Stoffer, John Shannon, Brendan Escott joining you in Oilers Now. It's 149 in Edmonton. 152 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. A reminder, uh, if you're looking for up-to-limited updates involving today's tragedy with the two members of our EPS, you can go to Global News Radio 880 Edmonton as well. Uh, updates on the half hours with Randy Kilburn. And um, throughout the course of the afternoon today, Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, and then Chelsea on Ched with Chelsea Bird from 3 until we get to the um, face-off show at 5.30 today. We go into the Oilers Now Prospect Report brought to you by Reface Magic. Save money on your kitchen renovation. Don't replace Reface. Here's Brendan Escott. Well, uh, Bakersfield back in action last night, as I mentioned. Raphael Lavoie assisting on both goals in the 2-1 victory over Texas. He's now got 31 points in his last 29 games. That's 18. 18 goals and 13 assists, and he's doing pretty well in the plus-minus column as well. Bakersfield 10-2-2 in its last 14 home games here, Bob, so they've been uh, enjoying some home cooking. I know that wraps up with the home-and-home series this weekend at Henderson, uh, excuse me, at Henderson, uh, but uh, my goodness, what a, what a turnaround yeah. or what a what a breakout it's been for Lavoie. Completely, uh, you know, uh, just over the last 34 games, Raphael Lavoie has 20 goals, 35 points. He's plus 15 during that stretch. Xavier Borgo out. Uh, they didn't have Brad Malone nor Carter Savoy, so they're down uh, three of their top nine forwards. As we go to this day in Oilers history for New West Travel, again, we're heading, uh, This you got about a week and a half, basically, to get in on this trip. Uh, more and more people joining it. You can go to California this April, see the Oilers play the Kings and the Ducks. Visit NewWestTravel.com for more information. We're going to go back 39, no, 29, 29 years ago today, 1994. Here's Brendan Escott. The weird one here. Oilers and Lightning playing to a 4-4 tie at the Thunderdome in Tampa. Nine different Oilers accounted for those nine different points, uh, while Bill Ramford turned aside 41 of 45 shots in all 52 penalty minutes handed out in just the second period of this game. Well, I remember going to the Thunderdome in 1994, but not the one in Tampa. 
<laughs> there'd be a certain generation of listeners that knows exactly what I was talking about, and it had nothing to do with the Frankie Goes to Hollywood song, though that did occasionally make its way out on the floor back in the day. Again, difficult day in Edmonton. We'll have ongoing coverage of today's tragedy uh, with Randy Kilburn on the half hours, Rob Rakenerns from 2 to 3, and then Chelsea Unched with Chelsea Bird from uh, 3 until 5.30. I will join Reed Wilkins with the Face-Off show at 5.35, along with uh, Rob Brown and Cam Moon, Jack Michaels, Brendan Escott, all of the Oilers Radio Network, Jack Michaels and Louie, Gene Principe, John Shannon, and myself will be involved in tonight's NHL Hockey on Rogers broadcast. Tomorrow, Brendan Escott will be hosting the show. One of his guests will be Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Back at you at 535, everybody.